Yo, what's going on, Big Planeteers? Is that what we're calling people? Yeah, sure. Uh, this is the Big Planet Comics Podcast. Uh, this is episode 163. I am Nick. I'm Kelly. And I'm Jared. And we're here to talk about comics. And, uh, Planets? Yeah, lemonade. <laughs> They're just looking at things. Are you looking at lemonade? I'm looking at things that are around <laughs> me. Uh, we'll talk about some lemonade. Um, yeah, how is that lemonade? It's good. It, it was, was good. An, it, was it was a half and half. Yeah, on the I ordered two, and then they sent us three, so Jared had one, too. Yep. How was it, Jared? Delish. All right, so that's our lemonade talk out of the way. Uh, what else have you guys been up to? Anything else interesting besides lemonade? Uh, I did pretty much all of my Christmas shopping wow. this weekend. Yeah, I s- not really planned. Um, I had impressive. a couple things I was looking for, that's and more then I impressive. ended up, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I took advantage i never left my house <laughs> nice. the other thing um like yeah but between black friday and cyber monday i i pretty much finished everything and i got myself a playstation 4 for almost 50 percent wow. <laughs> which I is did, like uh, my triumph I, I guess we need to send back kelly's playstation 4 <laughs> something else to get her i did a lot of my shopping uh, here <laughs> um, work. Right. i've done yeah i did a little of that night last week i try too. to do that too <laughs> bought a lot of books for kids nice that's um, the best part about working at a bookstore really is true. buying books for your little cousins yeah. and nieces and nephews. And uh got somebody cards against humanity. <laughs> Very nice. Not so for the kids. Easy Definitely easy shopping. No, yeah, I got it for a twelve year old. No. Um, <laughs> kids gonna grow up fast. They're in middle school now. <laughs> yeah. so what does are. this mean? Uh, ask your mom. <laughs> um so yeah, uh, I've been periscoping a lot. <laughs> Which is okay. Yeah, like I've seen you mention this a lot. What is it? Periscope. It's like an app uh, for your phone where like um, live video stream. You can live broadcast whatever okay. you're doing, uh, huh. but you can go around the world and watch other people's. Which is the cool part, and then you can follow people, and then whenever they pop up, it'll like tell you. But so is it live? Yeah, it's all the live. time. Okay, well, it's live, and then uh, it stays on there for 24 hours, so you oh. can watch it up That's to 24 cool. hours. Uh, so like, you know, one day I'll like watch the sun uh set in england next to like big ben and then cool. next day you'll see like some guy on a snowmobile in alaska like <laughs> just going through like uh christmas decorations and stuff and nice. then you'll see i watched like uh i don't know like an air show in dubai uh wow <laughs> like it's just random stuff because people that's you know true yeah just anything cool that's happening yeah the way i got interested in it because my friend told me when the pope was here like you could turn it on and there was people like right near the Pope all the right. time. So they would always have it on. So you yeah. could just like kind of follow That's them smart. around. It was yeah. kind of interesting. What have you put up so far? Uh, mostly me being drunk, like talking about <laughs> random stuff. I was, I was, I did it one night and I was going through my, uh, elementary school's literary magazine. It was pretty great. Oh my wow. gosh. There were some really funny things in there. Uh, kids are insane. Yeah, um, true. Some of their writings are so bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about like, oh, uh, and then he died. Like, it just like ends like that. A lot of them ended like that. Wow. I mean, um, what else can you say? Yeah. <laughs> that's a pretty solid end. There was one about ants. It was pretty good. Uh, Yeah. So that's what I've been doing. Cool. Mostly just that. It's <laughs> pretty good. The only Periscope that I've watched at all was uh, Chris Sabella, who's the writer of like Welcome Back. And right. he yeah. spent a month at the Clown Motel uh. in Nevada. Uh. Yeah. He did like a Kickstarter to oh fund him gosh. staying and he's nice. going to write a story or a comic or something based on it. So that's cool. terrible. But he started getting this weird mail. <laughs> and at one point, it included like coordinates to go to, wow. and so he started periscoping his like trip into the desert to yep. find these coordinates. And I was mm. like, "This guy is gonna die. I'm mm. gonna watch this." Yeah. <laughs> so that's the only periscoping I've done was watching Crisabella go into the Nevada <laughs> desert. <laughs> wow. It's pretty fun. Um, it's pretty great. What else? You been up to anything, Jared? Yeah, uh, my friend uh, JD and his band Sword came back through town, so I saw yeah, them rock and roll. Could tell. 
It was a really good, really loud show, as That's always. Cool. Uh, although there was a like light show where they would project like weird moving lights and symbols on right. the wall. And I noticed that anyone who's tall enough to be in the bottom part of this light projection who had really short hair, like whenever like a weird symbol would be on their head, if it was just like a random weird looking symbol, it looks like scar tissue. <laughs> you know, like if there's a scar on someone's head and they have short hair, it's just like you see the scalp, you right, right. see the hair. And so it'd be like these weird scars moving over people's heads. It was <laughs> very disconcerting. And I was very glad I did not do drugs. <laughs> but other than that, it was a great show. You should have done that. Okay. No way. Um, People have gone crazy. Yeah, so that's what we've been up to. Yep. Uh, let's see what everybody <laughs> else has been up to and do some news. All right. So uh, what kind of news we got? Nothing, we got nothing just in. We got something to <laughs> remind everybody of. December 12th, this weekend, to Saturday, uh, we have Alex DeCampi and Carla Speed McNeil doing a signing for their book, No Mercy. They'll be at the Bethesda store from noon to two and the U Street store from three to five. So please stop by, um, get your book signed. Say hello to the creators. Maybe yeah. they'll do a sketch for you. I hope so. At least Carla um, will. Yeah, maybe oh, Alex DeCampi will too. Ask Alex to do one. Yeah. yeah that'd be great. Um, then some bad news, some very sad news. Uh, Shigeru Mizuki, um, famous manga uh, creator, passed away. He but was he was 93, so it's old. not too bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like he had a good life. He, he had a pretty a long full life. life. I was actually, frankly, surprised he was still alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, if re- go out you know, if you and read any of his books if you haven't. Read Katara, Rikataro. Rikataro, yeah. Read uh, Sh- and the Showa books. Showa, he did a oh, whole yeah. history of like the last century, basically. Uh, interspersed Japanese history with his own life, and it's astounding. And it's like yeah. what a thousand pages long, yeah, two thousand really pages, cool. four volumes, yeah, four yeah. massive yeah. volumes. Four so, yeah, volumes. read that. Um, what other news we got? Oh my god, Samurai Jack is coming back for a new season. I'm so excited. You're not excited? You're I not never excited? watched the original, oh my god, like, it's so it good. missed me. I had friends who were into it, you need but to watch yeah. it. Just go back and watch it. It's no, not that much. No, um, I don't want to, it's the best. Oh man, I'm so excited for some new Samurai Jack. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Gendy Tartakovsky is back and running it. So that's cool. That's great. I've been waiting for that for I don't know how long has it been off. Ever since you read the comic like, book, almost like ten years. You're like I need more. Petitioning yeah. outside his house. Yeah. Um, I guess he's tired of making Hotel Transylvania movies. <laughs> oh, boy. oh, is that what he's been doing? Yeah. Okay. Um, he was doing Dark Crystal too at some point. But I don't know oh, what really? happened to that. Whoa. Um, Kevin loves the the Hotel Transylvania. Uh, they're not that bad. I haven't seen <laughs> I the second one. I haven't seen them, but I hear about it. I haven't seen the second one, but I like the first one. I mean, it's good, uh, you know, despite Adam Sandler being in it. That's, that was it's, the it's reason good. I didn't see it, I think. Uh, he just has a Dracula voice, so yeah. it doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah, uh, other than that, what else we got? Oh, Book Riot. Yep. Book Riot. It's a Book Riot uh, website, and they listed 25 outstanding podcasts for readers. Number one, Big Planet Comics. Yeah. Was it in in order of, of of how good it was, or were they just random? Uh, uh, random order. Did you they, find the horn? They might have been alphabetical. <laughs> <laughs> Nonetheless, uh, they said employees of the Mid Atlantic comic book store chain of the same name produce Big Planet Comics. Diehard comic book fans will enjoy the industry insider perspective. Sweet. That's us. That's us. Thanks, guys. Thank so, you. Yeah. Thank book you, Book Riot. That's awesome. Um, and that's all the news we have this week. I'm sure uh, there's more stuff. I just didn't feel like researching. Uh, well, something I just realized what? is uh, it's almost the end of the year, and we got to start working on best of 2015. Oh my god! Oh, no. I know. Can I'm we just not, not do it this year? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not we'll ready. do like 
we'll do some of the best. Well, the good thing is that we haven't really read that many trades this That's year. That's what I mean. We're going to be terrible. <laughs> It'll be, be like, pretty short. Whatever. We'll have to just read a bunch of things. Just, just make Kevin do it. He yeah. can do it by himself. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. But anyway, that'll be soon. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> uh, let's get ready. All right. In the meantime, let's, uh, let's answer a question. All right. We got one question again this week. Uh, this one is from Aaron. Aaron uh, shops at our DC store. He was in here, and we asked him to ask a question. And he's like, what did you have for Thanksgiving? And I said, listen to the podcast. I'll tell you there. Um, <laughs> so rude. So, yeah. Well, actually, I actually sent him pictures of what I was eating at Thanksgiving. So, wow. Um, how did, so how did our listeners listen answer. to those pictures? Well, he couldn't really see it that clearly. Oh. But <laughs> what we had, you know, we had typical <laughs> Thanksgiving stuff. We did, Actually, I don't think we had anything, like, specifically Greek this time. Maybe some, like... Well, pita or something. That's always like the that. thing that, like, I always ask, like, what's your? Do you have like a weird family thing that you just have always had? Everybody just makes stuff. I mean, we always have the same. We always have the some, you know, like turkey, mashed potatoes, right, right. like vegetables, and but so the, you do have, stuffing. You normally have some Greek stuff, cranberry like, sauce. Sometimes there's like some Greek stuff just thrown like in. Dolmades with like yeah, cranberry sauce. Nobody really them. makes dolmades because it takes oh, too much man. work. I bet. Uh, I bet it does. Yeah, there's usually something kind of Greek, but yeah, depends. But yeah, turkey stuff. Full of we had a lot of food. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we had ham. Uh, we oh, had nice. so many things. I don't even remember How many else. people did you have over? Uh, it was at my aunt's house. We, there was like 20, 25 people. How many of them were named Nick? <laughs> Only two of them actually. <laughs> really? The third one. Where was, are all your cousins? The third one had to go to the other side of his family. Oh man, that's sad. Um, but yeah, that was fun. Um, we had a good time. I went actually to another Thanksgiving afterwards. <laughs> yep. Uh, and that was fun too. The same day though. Yeah. Oh, that's hardcore. Yeah, I left at seven, and I, I was there from three to seven, and then from seven to whenever eleven oh, or something. Man. I was at a different one, but I didn't eat at that one. Okay, I, was about <laughs> I, to say. I just drank. Yeah, that works. <laughs> uh, and played Family Feud with my friends' parents. It was great. Wow. Uh, and Pictionary. It was fun. That's it was also good. It was a good rough time. one for occasions to see if everyone really likes each other. <laughs> uh, it was really funny. Um, yeah. What What did you guys do? I did, did the usual. What, what about did you, you have for Thanksgiving? Oh, that's, that's the question. That's the question. Uh. I had two pies. I had pecan and apple, which was always... You just had pies? I wish. Oh I had gosh. leftover pies, so I'm definitely still eating pies. We had some pies, too. Uh, but yeah, turkey, uh, sweet potatoes with marshmallows on top, casserole. That's one of my favorites. We had like four or five different desserts. It was good. That's good. But yeah, the usuals. Uh, How about you? <laughs> I think eating was kind of a disaster because <gasps> my family managed to put pork in every single dish, and I don't eat pork. Oh, no. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Were you at so, like a distant part of your family's no, house? No, like the. Did they wrap the like turkey in, my, por- in bacon? No, they wrapped the turkey around sausage. Oh, <laughs> oh no! But I had a really awesome friendsgiving Whoa. a couple days before. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. and my friend made this incredible ramen. Like he stayed mm-hmm. home from work and just <laughs> and nice. just made ramen all day. Yeah. Uh, which Did you have was, turkey in the ramen? It didn't. It was chicken, but we had like it had like. Uh, butternut squash in nice. it and i brought brussels sprouts with huge like just dump them in there and so we just did that's that awesome. nice. it was so much food i could barely eat it um, yeah, that sounds good i was then, sick after thanksgiving and then bad. after <laughs> thanksgiving my good friends the woos who if you've been shopping at the oh, Vienna yeah. store for a long time woos garden that's them uh invited me over for dinner and they had like this leftover turkey rice porridge Whoa. thing which was incredible that sounds good. <laughs> I like that. and they made kung pao chicken and it was like it oh, was man. great so i had like an okay not great meal that Actual was like bookended by two yeah. fantastic non-family meals. That's awesome. That <laughs> so yeah. That's what you got to do. It ended up being pretty fantastic. So that's good. Thanks for the question, Aaron. Because yeah. now we're even more comprehensive of a podcast yeah. than we were before. <laughs> yeah. 
Talk about uh, all Thanksgiving meals. Yeah. So that was our Thanksgiving question. <laughs> uh, next up, we got some reviews. We love comics. They're swell. Except when they're written by Scott Lovedell. I prefer important books like Louis Riel. It's time for reviews. All right. First up, we got Daredevil number one by Charles Soule and Ron Garney. Um, this is a Brand huge departure yeah. from the Mark Wade and Chris Samney run. Um, this is back to more of a little bit of a darker Matt Murdock. Yeah. Um, this, dar- this Murdock is way darker than he's been. <laughs> well, yeah, for sure. Also visually dark. It's a yeah, very he's got a black dark. costume. Yeah, <laughs> but also the coloring. The coloring is really cool. It's kind of just mostly red and black. Yeah, that's um, what I mean. And shades of red and black. Basically, that's it. I think. If uh, you white. came There's to white, Daredevil yeah. through the Netflix show, like yeah. this is the comic for you. Yeah, this is definitely a little closer to that. Um, yeah, so uh, Daredevil's back in New York. Not sure why yet. Um, he also did something possibly magic related to make everybody forget about his. Uh, Secret identity as Matt Murdock. Except yep. for poor Except Foggy. for Foggy. <laughs> Who doesn't want to know his secret identity. Yeah, he's like, I wish you would erase mine too. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we see Daredevil fighting this new kind of gang that's that's running the streets called the... Uh, Ten, Ten Fingers. Ten Fingers. Um, and uh, we get introduced to his sidekick, Blindspot, who is invisible. Well, only Daredevil can see him, which is funny because Daredevil's blind. Yeah. Because <laughs> you can see him with his sonar. And he's not a defender anymore. That's a pretty big thing. He's not a public defender. He's a assistant district attorney. Yeah. yeah, he's a prosecutor. He switched sides. And there's a pretty fantastic visual gag that has to do with that that I'm not going to tell you about. But oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's great. It's pretty good. Um, yeah. And uh, that's about it. I mean, nothing not like super really. crazy happens, but we get a little no, bit yeah. of introduction to all the all the players. And I think it's there's just a lot like of fighting in it. How dark he's become. He's yeah. like... Like I think him becoming a prosecutor, like he's good at it, but he's not a good person anymore. Maybe uh, we'll see. This was yeah. not my thing at all. I'm, oh, really? Yeah, I loved the the Wade Samney. Me too, but stuff. I really like this too. So it's, this it's was just different. like too dark for you, or yeah. Didn't like I mean, the I couldn't even it, I couldn't even finish Netflix Daredevil. Oh really? uh, yeah, it was way too dark for me. And yeah, and I also like I've talked about this with relation to television shows, like visually dark if things are very black on the screen like not a sure. lot of color not a light a lot of light i have a lot of trouble yeah. staying interested in that and oh. that this issue like yeah, read the same, same to yeah. me so yeah i had i had point. some i had trouble with that as well so there you go that was daredevil number one uh, next up we have a totally awesome hulk number one by greg pack and frank cho that is not us being descriptive that is the actual title yep that's a totally awesome hulk <laughs> Uh, I really like this actually. I I didn't know what to expect from it, but uh, I do like Amadeus Cho, uh, and I liked Greg Pak on Hulk, and um, Frank Cho's art actually is really good in this. I would I you, sometimes I like him, sometimes I don't, but his art is very very good in this. Uh, there is a character who's supposed to be a sixteen year old girl who definitely looks like a thirty five year old woman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, yeah, he did a good job on this. Yeah, the the two headed turtle monster is great. His he, Hulk is very good. Yeah, um, Amadeus's uh, expressions are great in this. Um, but yeah, so basically, this is about Amadeus Joe being uh, Hulk now, um, and he can turn it on and off with a device. But he still kind of has some problems where it's kind of changing him a little bit, making him a little more. Uh, just like losing control a little volatile. bit. Volatile. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah, he's a little more angsty. Uh, not angsty. He's just, he's just doing I- irresponsible things a little more he's often. Nineteen years old. So yeah, uh, but yeah, I don't know. There's like you get introduced to a little bit of a supporting cast, which is like his sister is his um, kind of 
like what do you call it? Like handler sort of. Yeah. Um, and he also got has a robot that follows him around, which is which his sister speaks through. And then we get a little bit of a glimpse at what happened to Bruce Banner. Um, we're not quite sure, but definitely looks like something really bad. Yeah. Um, and we get introduced to a new cool villain, and I don't know. I thought it was fun. The Avengers sort of show up. You've got Miles Morales and She Hulk a little bit. Yeah. In there. And I like the fact that he's. Uh, he's just going around fighting these giant monsters that are appearing everywhere. And mm-hmm. it's it's very lighthearted. It's like and, the fun, fun side of Hulk. Yeah. yeah. I liked it quite a bit. Um, and you know, it's a book about an Asian-American hero that is written by an Asian-American team, which is yeah. pretty fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I think, are they ever. both Korean? Yep. Are Pak and Cho both? Well, Pak, yes. I think, is... Um, Korean-American? Yeah, Korean-American. But still, yeah. yeah. Mixed race. Yeah, and then we have a you know, Korean main character. So it's pretty good. Um... That was Totally Awesome Hulk, number one. Next up, we have All New Inhumans, number one, by Charles Soule, again, and James Asmus with uh, Stefano Caselli on art. Yeah, so Soule was writing the previous sort of Inhuman book, invent, like introducing the the new new players, the, to the, game, hum- the kids, inhumans, yeah, yeah, the new humans. No, right, that's what they're um, So this is, if you were reading that, this is sort of a follow-up to that. These those, Some of those characters are still around. Um, but yeah, so this, um, is like, I don't know, Medusa's in here a little bit, but the leader of this team is her sister, um, Crystal. Right. So it's sort of not, I don't think it's going to overlap a whole lot with Uncanny Inhumans. It's like, here's another Inhuman team. Yeah. So this is, this team is specifically like in this giant traveling, flying ship thing, island, (laughs) fortress thing. Uh, that's going around the world sort of following the Terrigen cloud yeah. and cleaning up and sort of containing things like as it goes. Helping with Inhumans as they come along and stuff. Yeah, and, and also dealing a little bit um, with the fact that this cloud is like hurting mutants and right. sort of following up with that. Whereas Uncanny Inhumans, they're dealing with like the larger political ramifications of that. This is more like sort of on the ground in the trenches sort of thing. Uh, so yeah, I like that a lot. I, I love the the newer new human characters who they introduced. And so it was like, I don't know, being reunited with, with good friends. Um, yeah. And I like uh, Gorgon and the like professor X role. Uh, yeah. yeah. Literally <laughs> he's in a wheelchair. Yeah. Someone actually tells uh, him that at one point, something, I don't know what happened to him, but apparently his spine is damaged. And yeah. He can't use that, his powers. that happened. Um, at that the happened in the series. Oh, yeah, okay. it did. Um, yeah, it was a mess, but yeah, the art is fantastic. looks really, really yeah, good. I love Stefano Caselli. He used to do Secret uh, Warriors, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, yeah, that was... That's good. What was that? All New Humans, number one. Uh, next up, we have Robin War, number one, by Tom King and Carrie Randolph. And a lot of people. And a lot of other people. Yeah, this is the beginning of a big sort of DC... Bat universe. Bat universe overlap thing. And it, so it suffers from a, what a lot of those issues do in that it has like six different artistic teams yeah. on it. Um, and not all of them are very good. No, so that can be jarring. Um, but yeah, so if you've been following We Are Robin at all, you know that there is this like group of kids who are self-proclaimed Robins who are sort of like being on the ground in the streets dealing with crime. Right. And um, after a one of them try, is trying to prevent a robbery um, and it goes very, very wrong. And so a, yeah. a politician, <laughs> Gotham City politician decides to like make her name by declaring war on these on these kids yeah and then of course arresting all the robins yeah exactly like literally one of them is 
uh, nearly arrested because his sneakers are red. And that's a Robin <laughs> thing. Like, that's the yeah. only justification they need. And then to throw a further wrench into it, you've got the actual train by Batman Robin showing up. And Damien is just like, no, you guys aren't worthy right, of this. Right, right. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's... Um, I don't know. I felt like as a setup, it was really satisfying in terms of introducing the players. And it, it introduces a very meaty story yeah i didn't really pays off love it mostly because the art was kind of jarring but i i did like the that damien finally got to meet the new batman and um their confrontation ends pretty great yeah it's Uh, pretty pretty great yeah but yeah if you like if you've been reading any of the you know grayson or robin or robin we are robin or what's the other one yes teen titans i guess robin son of batman all of these books are gonna and detective comics too are all getting robin war issues starting next week a whole bunch of them will be next week so So yeah we'll see how this goes it's gonna be like having two weekly batman (laughs) things going. yeah a little bit um yeah so that was robin war number one next up we have sheriff of babylon number one by tom king again by tom king actually and mitch geraz mitch rods used to draw punisher a lot i think that was the last thing he drew yeah he's great uh, so this is set in 2004 in Baghdad uh, during the Ira- American invasion and occupation uh, after they've overthrown Saddam Hussein. And their main character is an American cop who is over there trying to train uh, Iraqis to become soldiers slash police to take over. Uh, and it's basically, man, I don't even know. It's it's like a cop setting in a war zone, basically as uh, a body gets found and he kind of gets forced to deal with it it ends up one of his uh students he was training gets killed and so he's kind of trying to figure out is there any law and order in the situation and with his background should he just kind of step in even though he doesn't want to um yeah this uh so tom king actually was in the cia and i believe was in uh iraq for part of the war uh so this is very authentic feeling this is also very very dark and yeah, very very complicated yeah. uh there's a lot of different characters uh kind of flashing around different viewpoints uh lots getting set up in this issue so if you can handle that sort of thing read it twice there's a lot happening in it but it's really really well done it's definitely setting up uh, a very kind of like lots of different players kind of going up against each other and like who's really in charge and like who's in control in this super chaotic situation yeah now that's different motivations yeah so there's a couple uh other thing i kind of like the best was a page where there are four uh vertical panels with from the viewpoint of a single character as they move through the kind of different people you deal with in situations and then the next page some other stuff happens and it goes back to that and sees how like that conversation with those different people has changed based on the the mystery developing yeah it was very good uh mitch rod's art is great as usual yeah he's got kind of this like dark and gritty style that works perfectly for a book like this um his facial expressions are incredible um and everything is kind of a nice like very somber muted tones which yeah. works really well a lot of like browns and like light greens and stuff which seems to be very deserty and noirish at the same time um plus some really interesting characters um kind of opposition person who i think is going to kind of be the main right focus of this is a pretty cool setup so so yeah if you want and this is vertigo so this is again vertigo trying to restart themselves with a new direction and this feels very like a vertigo book yeah so i thought that was a, a really good choice for them so yeah that was uh sheriff of babylon number one um next up we have silk number one by robbie thompson and stacy lee yeah so this is another one of those marvel post 
Secret War, same team, same hero, same bat channel. Um, but yeah, it's really, really very well done. Um, at the end of the previous Silk Run, she finds her brother. That's right. like the big thing that happens yeah. right at the end. Um, who, um, I mean, she was completely out of his life for 10 years. So he got very heavily involved in drugs and now he's sort of got a lot of health issues and right. so she's like trying to keep him in good care and also trying to like take down the people who did this to him so now she's sort of in the beginning of the initial silk series she was just sort of like trying to figure out where she belonged and now she actually sort of has a purpose and a right. cause and that's really satisfying um she's also kind of working for the black cat right uh <laughs> which is a cool twist um so yeah i really liked the way they sort of played around with with that, with where her allegiance lies. Um, Yeah, this is still one of my absolute favorite books that's coming out from Marvel. It's so much fun fun. and so satisfying, and Stacey Lee's art is just fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, if you weren't reading Silk Silk before, you should read (laughs) Silk now. (laughs) Silk number one. Uh, Next up, we have Spidey number one, by also by Robbie Thompson and Nick Bradshaw. Who is great? Uh, I've loved Nick Bradshaw for a while since he has been doing um, Wolverine and X Men back in the day um, with Jason Aaron. Uh, but yeah, this is basically Marvel's kind of a attempt to do a more uh, kid friendly, new reader friendly um, Spider Man book, um, and it's very classic. It's uh, Peter Parker in high school, um, you know, just becoming Spider Man and you know dealing with new villains and bullies um, and, and bullies and girls, girls and yeah um, it's the very classics. fun and lighthearted and um there's not too much to say about it it's kind of like it's almost a little bit of like a retread like you know you've kind of seen some of the stuff it's slightly different um but it, the thing that's good about it is the quips are really funny um his his dialogue inter- internal dialogue is really funny and the interaction with the other characters is really good too yeah it's it's really good and if you got kids and you want them to read a Spider-Man book this is definitely the one to yeah. get and the art is so good yeah Nick Bradshaw's art is incredible Spider-Man's good. I like a small-eyed Spider-Man. Um, yeah. Small-eyed Spider-Man. Yeah, usually there people draw him with a giant... I love a Spider-Man with, with the, little eyes. People, draw him with, people usually draw him with a giant bulging eyes, which I like too, but I, I enjoy well, that. Well, it's sort of Spider-esque, the classic, you know? The classic uh, Spider-Man eyes are little. Um, okay. So I like them <laughs> because that <laughs> reminds me of Jack Kirby. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that was Spidey number one. Next up, we have Jim Henson's Storyteller, Dragons number one. By Daniel Bayless and Fabian Rangel Jr. Yeah, so if you uh, were aware, there was a previous series just called Storyteller Witches, and this is going to follow sort of the same format where every um, where every issue is a different kind of folk tale or right. story in some way that is then told by a different team. Right. Um, so this first one uh, is this kind of Native American story, and it's beautiful like it is astonishingly beautiful it's really cool. uh the colors are great the design the of the dragon really is so cool yeah it's kind um, of like designed like a northwest yeah it feels Indian. very like uh pacific northwest yeah, style for the patterning and stuff yeah so this is just it's just if the rest of the issues in it's i think five parts if the rest of the issues four parts sorry in this series are even half as good as this. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's so a really great simple fable just about a son and a, a father and son just separated in a attack from a sea serpent and then some crazy twists happen. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it's very, it's nothing is like groundbreaking in terms no. of these are old stories. So right. it, they, they do the things that old stories do, but it's yeah, still right. really poignant and well done. Right. 
yeah yeah that was storytelling one uh next up we have all new x-men number one by dennis hopeless and mark bagley um so yeah this is kind of continuing what all new x-men was before but with a different creative team um and there's kind of different things going on the uh it's all about the young x-men that were brought into the future um (laughs) so confusing yeah right and uh uh, Cyclops, um, older Cyclops, something terrible happened and he apparently is dead, maybe. Um, and so um, young Cyclops is kind of trying to atone for all the things that he did. Um, and at the same time, there's a gang of Cyclops worshiping uh, teenagers going around causing <laughs> just going crazy, like breaking things for no reason and just. Showing yes. up off their powers. So you're kind of setting up the 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 young teenage X Men against another group of teen powered people who are using their powers yeah. for basically the wrong reasons. But there's a lot of cool things in here. I like um, again the relationship with Wolverine and Angel continues in this, and it's it's always pretty. It's kind of sweet and and cute. And uh, um, so I don't know. Somebody was asking me today, and I wasn't sure. This is the young Angel who came yeah, from yeah, the yeah, past. Yeah, okay, yeah. because. Like he's the one who's got the black vortex yeah, powers still, yeah, and still I don't remember that being powers. clear, like in the black, black vortex, that it was him and not the older angel. Oh, so yeah, that no, sort of so confusing cleared that up. Well, a little yeah, the bit. older angel hasn't been around. In a Welcome while. to yeah, the X Men. I, I guess that makes. Um, but yeah, uh, Kid Apocalypse shows up again, which was great. Um, I wasn't expecting him to be in this book, but I like that they have they're kind of traveling around the country in a uh, trailer. But their trailer is kind of like a TARDIS. It's like bigger on the inside <laughs> yep. uh, than it is on the outside. Um, and they have a tiny little, one of the tiny night crawlers teleporting them around. Which is awesome. Banff. A little Banff. And uh, I don't know. I thought it was fun. Uh, I'm interested to see where it'll go. Um, I like Mark Bagley, but I know most people, a lot of people don't. Um, I thought it was kind of one of those this. old school artists I always stuck around with. And I he's still good. He's still got it. Um, but yeah, that was it. That's all new X Men number one, and that's all for this episode. It's a lot of stuff. We talked about a lot of comics. So of many comics. There's been a lot um, of good stuff lately. Sorry. Yeah. But yeah. We'll talk about more next time on the podcast. And everybody have a wonderful day. Night. <laughs> Night. Whatever time you're listening to. <laughs>